Blog Talk Radio. Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, author of the spiritual memoir, The Buddha Made Me Do It, and energy healer. And you guys, did you know that I'm also a card reader? I just wanted to pull three animal spirit cards for you guys before we talk to my special guest today. Ah, I've been having so much fun the last couple of years. Um, reading cards. I'm on a couple of psychic hotlines. I do reading private readings, which you can go to my website, marlamartinson.com and order that. I do a, a, a combo of um, energy healing and readings, but I am going to just, so whoever's listening to this, even on the replay, this message is for you. So I've got, first of all, we get the dolphin spirit, this and that are true. So during these, the, what I'm getting for this is during these times, uh, COVID, you know, staying in, I mean, it's like this and that is true, right? We're no, we don't really know what to believe sometimes. Do masks work? Do they not? Is, should we should we stay inside? Should we not? You know, there's, there's a lot of things. So this and that are true. We've got to look at things from all angles and decide what's best for ourselves and um just there's always there's always a lot of sides to everything right and the dolphin is 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 swimming like over this beautiful um lotus flower and just like almost even smiling then we've got the spider spirit make your dreams real and the bobcat comes in with life as a mystery so make your dreams real during this um some people might get be frustrated or depressed or whatever. It's it's some people are taking this whole lockdown, this whole 2020. Some people are thriving and doing new things, and other people feel a little bit stagnant or even paralyzed or depressed. So you can still we've even got half a year left. You can still make make your dreams real. So I'm coming out of um, my my. Uh, I'll say, tell you what I'm coming out of. So my matchmaking business has been really, really slow. It really screeched to a halt with this COVID, right? But I'm I'm the, I'm a Gemini, so I'm kind of like a master of reinvention. I juggle a few things. So what I'm c- going to be coming out of once we get to the end of 2020, I will have a uh, coaching certification for boundary coaching from Levin Life Coach Academy with Nancy Levin. It's been I've been studying for a whole year for my certification in that specific uh, coaching for boundaries. So if you're interested in that, give me a call. And then I'm going to be coming out into the end of the year with a brand new memoir, my fourth memoir, which is called The Magic Seeker, and it's very exciting. So it will be a a year for me of. Um, kind of letting go of some things, incorporating some others, um, some frustration with business, but then excitement for some other things that have come in. So um, 
And then the Bobcat spirit says life is a mystery. So it is. We don't know. I mean, if we're open to uh, the possibilities of life, of mystery, that's what's fun. You know, some people call me, some women will call me up on the on the hotline and they'll want to know. When, this one was really funny, you guys. So somebody called me or texted me on the, you can text or call. And I got a text saying, what, I would like to know what my future husband's name is, what he looks like, and where he lives. <laughs> Ah, oh, that was a good one. Well, since I'm not Kreskin, I said, I'm sorry, dear, I can't do, I'm, I'm, that's above my uh, pay grade capabilities. But you know what? Life's a mystery. Isn't it fun to, what if we knew every single thing that was going to happen in our lives? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be exciting to find out. It wouldn't, there'd be no surprises. So I like that life's a mystery. I think it's really, really good. So today I have a special guest. Uh, her name is Shilamita Cooperstein. She is a licensed acupuncturist, spiritual guide, healthy living mentor, and best-selling author of 31 Days of Gratitude, Create the Life You Desire, which is an interactive ga- gratitude journal and from food stamps to first class. I'm excited to talk to her about that, how she made that happen. And just a little more about her. After making six figures, she experienced a succession of disasters and unforeseen circumstances that led her to poverty and panic. She credits over a decade of spiritual studies with the world's foremost spiritual leaders with helping her to gain a sense of empowerment and create the life she desired. Now, Shilamita works with women to help them realize their dreams and create the life they desire through the law of attraction and manifestation. So you see, she experienced a succession of some disasters, but also she says unforeseen circumstances. So she didn't know that coming up, but guess what? That was, she, she was able to turn everything around. But if she knew that was coming up, who knows, would she have done everything she did or, um, or not? So I think um, not knowing everything is good because then we can really go into our, our power mode, our manifestation mode, that law of attraction. We can bring that out and make things happen. So I'm going to bring Sheila Mita on and we're going to hear about her story and how she went from food stamps to first class. Hello, Sheila Mita. Welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yes, it's so fun. So, um, yeah, we connected on Facebook, and you have this new book and wanted to get the message out, and I jumped on it because I think it sounds fantastic. I can't wait to hear your story. I'm so excited to be with you. Today is actually book launch day, so it's been all book all day long, and it hit number one new release in Amazon about an hour ago, so that's very exciting. Woohoo! Yay! This is your this is the party here today. <laughs> yeah, we're celebrating. All right. So, yes. So tell us, tell us. Uh, start back at the beginning. What is this from food stamps to first class? Tell us. Um, you know, what that's all about, how you did this, what happened to you? Yep. So it's a spiritual self-help book, um, but the way that I teach and the way that I work with patients, I'm a licensed acupuncturist in my day job, is I teach through stories of my life. I feel that mm-hmm. I have lived through some pretty exceptional things, and I'm a really good storyteller. And sometimes I find myself saying a story and I come back and I'm like, why did I say that? And then I'll get a message like a few days later. Thank you so much for that story. It was amazing. I needed to hear it. Mm -hmm. So 
from food stamps to first class tells my story. Um, when I was 17 years old, my father was diagnosed with leukemia, and my life went downhill from there. And um, not only did my father have leukemia, my mom ended up with breast cancer three times. I had everything going for me. I was making a six-figure salary by the time I was 23 years old, but I didn't know how to work my emotions, and I didn't know how to control my emotions, and nothing made me happy. You know, people think that if they can make money, that money buys happiness, but it really doesn't, and I'm living proof of that. And when you heal the parts inside of you that are wounded, that's when money becomes enjoyable, right? Because you can have all the money Mm -hmm. in the world, but if you have a wounded past, or you're holding on to negative emotions, you're never going to get yourself to a happy place. So this book tells um, stories throughout different parts of my life, and every chapter has a spiritual lesson tied into it. Um, The book talks about judgment. It talks about forgiveness as a tool. It talks about the power of gratitude. Um, So some of the stuff that, you know, you were talking about earlier And it's just the way to apply it to your life. And it's so simple, really. The rule book of life is really so simple. The hard part is actually applying it to our everyday life. So the stories in this book tells you how I applied things in my life, how I went for things when I knew they were totally out of reach and how I just allowed for the trust in the universe and the work that I was doing on myself to allow me to attract everything that my heart desired. And it worked. I went from being a single mom, overweight, 250 plus pounds, um, broke living on food stamps here in the United States. And I took that and I manifested the man of my dreams. We have a family of five children now I have, you know, a dream career, and it's anything that I put my mind to, it unfolds right before my eyes, and it's so amazing, and I share all of that in the book. Every single chapter has affirmations at the end of each chapter, so it gives it a unique um, spin to a spiritual self-help book. Uh, Both of my books actually do that. There is a a chance for you to not only read, but for you to be interactive and participate. Oh, that now how, so was it when your parents had cancer in that time of your life? Is that when you gained all the weight or what, how did you, because 250 pounds, that's quite a, um, you know, amount there that was yeah. that just something that came on from, from emotions or what happened there? Cause I know people who yeah. are listening to this, if they have any weight to lose, they're going to want to hear this, you know, this story and how you sure. So that. Um, yeah, I was overweight for most of my life. And then when I did start making a good salary, I managed to lose that weight. And right when my dad passed away, my dad passed away on April 19th, I, ended up not feeling well for several months and I couldn't figure out why. And I was just gaining weight like crazy. And it ended up that I was eight weeks pregnant with my ex-boyfriend's baby that I broke up with a month prior. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. This is all good, yeah. such good stuff to teach you stuff here. For <laughs> you can just imagine that I lost oh my, my father gosh. and went through that emotional turmoil. And then a month and a half later, I decided to leave my boyfriend at the time. And then a month later, I found out I was pregnant with my son. So I managed to gain 100 pounds during that pregnancy. Um, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure how I managed to do that, but I did. It took me five years to take the weight off because, you know, just because I had the baby, I actually talk a lot about that in this book, how he was very unexpected and how with the loss of my father, I couldn't even be happy about being pregnant and how it was so distraught for me. And, you know, most women go through postpartum depression. I called it prepartum depression because I was just depressed throughout my whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I turned to food. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of wow. the book, when I talk about mm-hmm. when my father got diagnosed with cancer, I turned to drugs and alcohol. So in every part of my life, I've turned to some kind of addictive behavior to try to cope with the things that were happening. But those addictive behaviors never worked for me. And it wasn't until I grabbed onto a spiritual practice, a meditation practice, a gratitude practice, and started connecting to that spiritual realm, that's when I was able to find peace, to find happiness, and to have some kind of harmony in my life. Yeah. And uh, so you talk about having uh, going through 10 years of um, studying all of these self-help teachers. Tell us a little bit of how that looked like. Were you going to workshops? And I mean, was there any time that you felt a little overload on that? Or how did that look like that whole, you know, study? with Um, Because I'm kind of like that, too. Sometimes my husband will say, don't you read anything out? Don't you have any other interests? You know, because he sees me reading a lot of self-help and spiritual stuff, but um, and it's funny, but some, you just soak it up at some point. You can yeah. go for years, right? I yeah. love it. Uh, the knowledge of the spiritual connection is amazing. The introduction for me was actually Kabbalah. Um, Kabbalah was the uh-huh. first thing that I was drawn and attracted to, and that was when I was about 23 years old. So we're going back around almost 20 years, and it was before Kabbalah was the popular Kabbalah. And I remember landing on their website and it was like something like, um, do you feel like you're different than everybody else? Do you feel like you've lived this life before? Do you feel like, you know, and I was just like, yes, with every question, I'm like, yes, I feel that way. Yes, I feel that way. And um, they were having an event and I dragged a girlfriend of mine with me to the event. And uh, during the meditation, I heard her giggling next to me and I was just all in and I loved every second Mm -hmm. of it. So I signed up for some classes and I started going into New York City every Monday night. And every time I would come Mm -hmm. home, my boyfriend at the time would be like, wow, can you go back to that Kabbalah Center every day? Because I would just come back more (laughs) peaceful and more in tune. And... um, After Kabbalah, I started to get introduced to Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Deepak Chopra, Buddha, Tao. I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. I was just soaking it all up, and I never got sick of it. I still am not sick of it. Um, Now Mm -hmm. I'm just doing more crazier things than I've ever done before. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
sounds like me. You, yeah, if <laughs> you relate. have any kind of interest in any of this stuff, then it's a open gate to another realm of healing and magic. I really feel like it's magic. It is. Like we can start with all of those, you know, well-known people, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, all of these, you know, Marianne Williamson and Eckhart Tolle and listen to all this stuff. And then you, you think like on my journey, it was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, into all this stuff. But then, then there's, you know, you can step into the energy healing. You can step into working with crystals. You can step into plant medicine, <laughs> things yep. like that. So you that's... can go, uh, you know, breath work and, uh, you know, things like that. So tell us, yeah, share what, what you stepped into after that, those basics. Yeah, I had a new friend come over. She was actually from Australia, and my son was about nine months old, and we were sitting in my living room talking, and she turned around to me, and she was like, wow, do you know that you're so negative? (laughs) And I I looked at her, and I'm thinking to myself, "Um, no, I didn't think I was so negative, and she was just so forthcoming and so honest with me, and she was like, have you ever heard of the law of attraction? And I had heard of the law of attraction before. And in fact, I actually had the law of attraction book sitting on my bookshelf when she had said that. And I was like, oh, you know, I've heard of it before, but I I opened the book and I started reading it and there was no pictures in there and I kind of put it down and never picked it up again. (laughs) And then she said, you know, have you heard of the secret? And, you know, it was another thing that I had on a CD set in my dining room as she was talking to me. And I was like, yeah, you know, but I don't really like CDs and I don't really like to read. And I came up with all of these excuses. And she was like, well, do you hear all the excuses that you're making? So not only was I negative, I was now an excuse maker. Mm -hmm. And after she left my house, it really sunk in. And I really took that conversation to heart. And I was like, you know what, I have nothing else to lose. And I went to the bookshelf and I took that law of attraction book off and I read it within two days. And then I ordered the secret on DVD and I watched it. And I decided, you know, I need to do something. I needed a shift in my life and I needed to be in a more healing type of realm. So I went to a psychic actually, and uh, it was the first time I had been to a psychic since my dad had passed away. And in there, I was surrounded by crystals and all this energy. And I remember getting chills all over my body and just really feeling connected. And this psychic, she was spot on. And what she had told me was that um, my father had come through. She was a medium. So she had said to me, you know, your father is really proud of the mother you have become. And your son is going to turn to you to develop his gifts because you have the same gifts. And I remember walking away from that conversation thinking to myself, well, what kind of gifts do I have? I was an event planner at the time, and I'm like, how is this supposed to help anyone? So I had purchased Mm -hmm. a chakra meditation CD, and the following day I did the chakra meditation, and as soon as it was finished, I said, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I think I need to be helping people and healing people. And the following week, Mm -hmm. I signed myself up for massage school. And then while Mm -hmm. I was in massage school, I learned about Reiki, and I became a Reiki healer. And then I learned about acupuncture, and I put that on my radar. And I started learning about all of these different modalities, and everything that I learned about, I was all in. 
-hmm. And it was one modality after the other that has led me to where I am now. And it, it all works. Everything works. It's just all about what you believe in and what you connect with. And once you make that connection and you commit to it and you take action on it, it changes your entire existence. So, and, and did your mother, is your mother still with us? Did she make it through those three times with breast cancer? My mother did make it through the three rounds of breast cancer. She is lying in the hospital right now. She just had brain surgery yesterday, but she is a massive survivor and um, we are praying for her. And I went to go see her earlier and she looks great. She was cognitive Mm -hmm. and conscious and she was happy Mm -hmm. and, yeah, she's still pumping along. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so basically, this was right after your father passed away. You started, you watched The Secret and started delving, diving into all this stuff? Yeah, I found spirituality before my father passed away. I found Kabbalah, and it really helped me with the last year of his life. Um, had I not okay. been so engulfed in that spiritual practice, I, I'm not sure I would have handled his death any better than I did. Um, and then mm-hmm. after uh, my son was born, that's when I started diving into every other spiritual practice and modality. Mm-hmm. All right. Now people are wondering, how did you lose all of that weight? When, how did that start? Was that a direct yes. link to the modalities so, you were? Mm-hmm. I did every diet under the sun, every diet pill you can imagine. And then I went to acupuncture and I showed up to acupuncture school on the first day with my bag full of candy from the dollar store that I so graciously put out for all of my classmates to share with. And everybody looked at me like I had 25 heads. Like they didn't understand why I had the candy there, why I was offering them candy. And um, it took about a year and a half into acupuncture school for a light bulb to go off. But we had a nutrition class. And I remember this teacher, he started unpacking his bags and literally decorated his entire desk with greens, kale and Swiss chard and all this stuff. I didn't even know what the stuff was. And he was trying to teach us about chi and energy, how we are made up of energy. And when we eat stuff in a package, it's not giving us any kind of sustenance. It's just filling us up. But when you eat a fruit or a vegetable that's coming out of the ground or coming off of the tree, it has the same life force energy that we have inside of us. And I will never forget, I raised my hand and I was being a ball buster and I was trying to be funny. And he looked at what I was eating, which happened to be an egg white and cheese on an English muffin from Dunkin' Donuts Mm -hmm. with a coffee with, you know, cream and sugar. And he said to me, what do you think you're eating? And I said, well, what do you mean? It's so healthy. It's two points on Weight Watchers. (laughs) (laughs) and he looked at me and he thought I was nuts and you know after that day I never in my life had an egg white and cheese on an English muffin again 
Um, I started to learn about food and feeding your body and feeling your body. And then one of my other teachers in acupuncture school so graciously did um, assessments on us. And through kinesiology, she told me that I had a sensitivity to gluten, dairy, soy, corn, you know, all of the top allergens. And I was horrified mm-hmm. when she said that to me. I was like, oh, my God, am I never going to be able to eat a slice of pizza again? And she's like, don't worry, you'll be able to eat a slice of pizza. But for right now, I want you to cut these things out. Mm-hmm. And it was the hardest thing that I ever did. But within a couple yeah. of months, the weight started to drop off of me. My skin became so beautiful, so radiant. The difference in eating fruits and vegetables and adding that into my mm-hmm. life I mean, it was written all over my face. You could see it. Mm-hmm. Most people, they're walking around with gluten and dairy sensitivities, and they don't know it because it manifests in everybody yeah. so different. Some people are overweight. Some people will have pain in their body. Some people will have anxiety or depression. So, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know that these things are affecting you until it's pointed out and until something clicks inside of you. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I am gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, most of the freeze. It is a lifestyle that I have adapted. I teach it in my practice to all of my patients, and I also teach it globally now. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, so um, that's so interesting that people, they they will join these, these Weight Watchers and these things where the food is sent to their house, and they're just going by calories or points but it's not really uh, feeding the body so yeah getting a high amount of nutrition in a low calories is so important and the way most Mm -hmm. Americans eat is a low amount of nutrition in a high amount of calories so that's the distinction there yeah yeah and then so it started coming off and now so you were in a at that time now how what happened did you lose that job how how did you go to food stamps um, where, where was, um, so you know, what, this? when my father was, um, dying, I actually owned a children's birthday party place called little scoops. And, uh, I was a franchise mm-hmm. owner and as, and I, I hated it. I didn't like being a retail business owner at all. And when mm-hmm. I got pregnant, um, I decided that I was going to sell the business. And so Mm -hmm. I sold the business and I had a lot of debt. So after I sold the business, I got out of debt, but I started at zero. And at that point, I was already probably seven months pregnant. I looked Mm -hmm. like a house. (laughs) So there was no way I was going Mm -hmm. to an interview and getting hired. And I started Mm -hmm. living off of my credit cards. And then next thing Mm -hmm. I knew, it was, you know, government assistance all the way. And it was horrible. I hated it. All right. And then uh, share with us some things that you did that you incorporated from all of this um, study. Was it when you finally became an acupuncturist? I mean, what, what, so you went from food stamps to first class? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, the journey started, um, it put me on my path. Uh, the, the food stamps were a thing. You know, when I called in my soulmate, luckily he was a very established 
human being, and he taught me uh, an entire different type of lifestyle, and he taught me a different kind of mindset. So a lot of it is mindset, and the one thing that I learned from all of the modalities of everything that I've ever learned, the common denominator Mm -hmm. is gratitude, and it's having Mm. a gratitude practice. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember months sitting in acupuncture school crying that I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I would go home and I would be grateful. And like clockwork, the next day I would get a new client. I would get a new money opportunity. And every time I just Mm -hmm. shifted my thinking into abundance, the money would Mm -hmm. start coming. And then, you know, yes, most of my money I have made off of being a licensed acupuncturist. I've been in private practice now for myself for the last eight years. Mm -hmm. And it's been a great career for me, and I'm super grateful for it. And now I'm entering the next phase of my life, which is a global business of being a speaker, an author, um, doing Mm -hmm. retreats, coaching, that kind of thing. Mm, beautiful. And so when you say mindset, um, some people might, you know, think, well, that's just too hard. What do I, how do I do that? How do I change my mind? Um, did you work also, you were doing a lot of other things like with crystals and stuff. So raising your frequency, what, what are some other things that you did besides just, you know, shifting a Um, thought? So the, the gratitude practice is the number one thing. It's saying the word, I am grateful every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's my first book, Mm -hmm. 31 Days of Gratitude, Create the Life You Desire. It's Mm -hmm. actually an interactive workbook. So the first Mm -hmm. eight to ten pages really breaks down the spiritual rules of life in such an easy way. Mm -hmm. Because I write like I speak. And I don't really love to read. So I'm very cognitive of the reader. And um, Uh in that book, there are sample affirmations every single day. And you really have to get yourself into a practice of being positive every day. Because most people, they ruin their entire day by 10 a.m. with negativity. The alarm goes off. You don't want to wake up. Kids are running late. You've hit traffic. Your boss is being, Mm -hmm. you know, not nice that day. And by 10 a.m., you're sucked into this whirlwind of negativity that now all you do for the rest of the day is you talk negatively Mm -hmm. and you complain, right? It was just like that first friend that came over and told me how negative I was and how I was complaining all day. Mm-hmm. Most people are like that on a regular basis. So really mm-hmm. becoming conscious of your thoughts, becoming conscious of your complaints, and literally saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to change that thought. The crystals work, the healing works, all of that stuff works, all of the modalities work. But if you don't put in the work every single day on yourself, um, something else that really helped me was mirror work, standing in front of a Mm -hmm. mirror and looking at myself and saying, Shalomita, I love you and I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Oh, one of the most awkward things you will ever do in your life. But it is life changing because what we don't realize is we spend our lives 
in fear of judgment of what other people are going to think, of what other people feel, of what other people need and Mm -hmm. want. But the truth is, is that nobody's judgment or opinion is worse than your worst opinion of yourself. Right. And when we look in the mirror, yeah. yeah. (laughs) When we look in the mirror (laughs) and we look back at each other and it's like, oh, look at that hair and look at your nose and look at how fat you are. And right. When you can stand in the mirror and you're like, wow, I love you and I forgive you and you're gorgeous. And look at those legs and you start focusing (laughs) on the positive things instead of looking at the Mm -hmm. negative. And that's how you start right. making those small shifts. They're small shifts that lead to the big impact. Yeah, that mirror work is what Louise Hay was big on, the teaching the mirror, mm-hmm. mirror work. Um, this reminds me of something somebody said to me the other day, one of the uh, gal, a friend, she was just, she was hating her eyebrows and she says, and I don't like this. And if we were doing this Marco Polo thing back and forth, it's a, it's an app, a free app where you can send a message, a video to, to a friend and they send one back. It's really fun. So we're always doing that. And she says, what is it? Do you have anything about you? You know, like your body that you hate that you don't like. And then I thought, you know, I, I, it's it's very easy for women to say, oh, I hate, you know, my, my stomach's a little too big or I hate this. And I said, you know what, I can't, I can't go there because I am so, I just go into that gratitude that there's people that maybe have lost a limb or can't see yeah. or are sick or yeah. have an illness or were born with a deformity. I was, I'm so lucky that I have all of my parts. They're all working. I'm healthy. And I know I'm in such gratitude for that. I know I'm so lucky because it's just so much easier to go through life and all the things I want to do. And I thought, you know, I could, and this was a good example because as I got older after menopause, my breasts, just blew blew up to a size D. It's very weird. My mom always had like a Raquel Welch, you know, uh, Marilyn Monroe figure, you know, automatic. And everybody was like, "How come you never got that? You're like flat chested." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I was like, you know, that's fine. I don't care. I don't have to have a big chest, you know. And then they just thought because when I did gain a little bit of weight, it went a lot of it went to the chest, and I'm like, this is not so comfortable, you know. The the clothes don't right. fit as well, and this and that. And it would be easy for me to say, yeah, I hate my, the size of my breasts. I just hate my breasts. And I thought, you know what? No, because you know what could happen? Subconsciously, you could get breast cancer and then have them be, be uh, removed, mastectomy. Exactly. That's what would happen if you say, I wish, I wish I didn't have these breasts. Well, then your subconscious is going to create something for that to happen. And I thought, no, I send Reiki to my breasts every night I love you know I love them there because I have friends who have breast cancer right now there's a lot of people dealing with this so we can't even go there we've got to love send love 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 to our to our body even if we don't think it's the way you know looking the way we'd like and that comparison to to other women and other images that we see and Instagram and this and that but you know what just that like you said that gratitude for being able to uh, for our spirit to be able to have this vehicle to get around earth in um, looking at it that way, more like we're a spirit and a body. This is just our temporary vehicle here. And um, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's, it's, it's something big because women often hate, I hate this. I hate my hair. I hate my uh, butt. I hate my <laughs> short legs or whatever it is. Yeah. So great. 
Yeah, people awesome. people don't um, realize, you know, yeah. part of part of the process is being able to accept the compliment and, you know, to be able to allow to receive that positive feedback. Mm-hmm. It's hard for people. People are so used to being criticized and living in the negative. Mhm. Exactly. And, you know, life is about change, so we're not going to always look the same as we did at 30. You know, it's going to, things right. are going to shift and change, but that's, but that's okay. You know, get into the, get into the things like you're doing, writing books, and you're going to speak and uh, coaching. And just when we throw ourselves into helping others and um, shining our light, uh, we take that seed and yep. perfections yep. we might have. So tell me about what you're, have you started coaching yet? Or is that something to come? Yeah, I actually have a gratitude membership, and in the membership we do live coaching calls, so that is something that I've been doing. Um, I've also done a lot of in-person retreats, so now I'm kind of trying to shift that Mm -hmm. because of our current situation. It's not so easy to be together right now, Mm -hmm. Um, so um, over the next couple of weeks I'm going to start rolling out some online stuff for people to connect with and be able to help people virtually as opposed to doing online stuff and I pray that after November this is all over and that we can meet together again (laughs) right I was supposed to go on a spiritual retreat in Europe uh, in October and it's canceled so there's a lot of cancellations happening but you know, yeah. the, well, we find the gifts, we mine the gold, and what we what, what we've got. So, Sheila Mita, how can people find you? Everybody, her, your your um, website is lo- linked up back to Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. But but let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, so everything is under my first name, Shilamita.com is my website. On Facebook, I am Shilamita. Mm-hmm. I have a group that's mm-hmm. free that's called Shilamita Inspires. On Instagram, mm-hmm. I am actually Goddess of Gratitude. Um, uh-huh. And then you'll find me on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the channels, but I would say that Facebook and uh-huh. Instagram is where I spend a lot of time. I love doing stories, awesome. so I'm always on the story mm-hmm. feature. And uh, if anybody wants to connect, please feel free to join my group. The group is free. We do a lot of positive things. I go live in there every week Mm -hmm. and do some spiritual lessons. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of ways to connect with me. Okay, beautiful. Awesome. Well, Sheila Mita, thanks for sharing your story and spending time with us on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast. And everybody, until next time, much love. Bye now. Thank you. Bye.